Craft Minecraft podcast. I'm your host, Asher, and today we'll be reading Chapter 20 of Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager by Matt Forbeck. So let's dive right in. Chapter 20 When Archie strode back to the entrance of High Block Keep, Walda stood there waiting to greet him. He peered past her and checked out his fortress. It seemed to be on particularly good shape. Maybe better than ever. You got the drawbridge down, and you've been fixing things up, he said to her. I'm impressed. Walda motioned nervously toward the army of husks and skeletons that had followed Archie home. He glanced behind himself to see them fidgeting about in the broad daylight, unsure of how to handle themselves in a world with which everyone could always see them coming. You brought an undead army with you. I'm the one who's impressed. Archie shrugged as if he'd forgotten the mobs had been behind him. He had plenty of time to get used to the idea of leading an undead fighting force. He supposed, although he didn't think he would ever become jaded about hanging with the creatures who would try to eat him given even half a chance. We thought you were dead, Walda said, not taking her eyes off the undead. We held a wake in your honor. That was kind of you, but premature. Clearly. Archie craned his neck and tried to take in the whole of the obsidian pinnacle from where he stood. And you took charge in my absence? Walda shrugged, as if that would clearly have been how he wanted it. Despite her casual air, she glanced at him to size up his reaction, just in case. It seemed like the wisest course of action. We've had a number of other tribes join us to rally here under your banner. If I hadn't taken over, one of their leaders certainly would have. And don't think they didn't try. Archie snickered at that. I assume Thord tried to contest your authority, too. Of course. And where is he now? A part of Archie hoped that Walda had thrown the bully into the sea from the keep's highest tower. Looking after the redstone golems in the dungeons? That doesn't sound like a terrible enough job for someone who directly challenged the leader's authority. Walda grunted, understanding Archie's disappointment in her. Despite what he thinks, and perhaps you do too, leadership doesn't work particularly well if you simply punish everyone who challenges you. Anger welled up inside of Archie. Then why did you banish me? Walda wobbled back and forth a bit on the end of the wide-open drawbridge, clearly unsure how she should answer. Eventually, she seemed to come to a decision and let out a nervous sigh before she spoke. Honestly, I didn't want to. Given a choice, getting rid of Thord would have been far wiser. If we were illagers, that's what I would have done. So why didn't you? Archie could feel the undead massing behind him now, and he relished the way they made Walda squirm with unease. Because we're illagers, we don't have that sort of luxury. Thord was a better illager than you by almost every means of measure. So so when it came down to having to choose between the two of you, I went with Thord. She braced herself as she waited for Archie's reaction. She made a mistake, 
You should make her pay. He found himself steaming with anger over the way Archie had treated him, and over the fact that she'd taken over High Block Keep the instant it seemed like he might be dead. He stared hard at her and wondered what he should do with her. I'm sorry, she added in a surprisingly meek voice. Archie accepted her apology with a sharp nod. I'll forgive your transgressions for now, he told her, but don't get get any ideas about replacing me. As you can see, I'm a lot harder to defeat than you might have guessed. You serve here in High Block Keep at my pleasure. Never forget that. Walda's shoulders tensed in fear, and Archie relished the look on her face. She was learning to fear him the way he'd once feared her. As for Thord, Walda tensed up once more. The two of them had a long history together as the leaders of their illagers. While she was in charge of the full tribe, no one had contested Thord being in charge of the raiding parties for as long as Archie could remember. He's a good leader too, she said. If you need any people on the field of battle, you can't do better. The last two times he ran a raiding party didn't go so well, Archie pointed out. He knew he wasn't being fair. The first time, no one could have predicted that Smacker would ruin everything. And the second time, well, Archie had actually been in charge. If anyone was to blame for that disastrous assault on the village, it was him. Of course, Smacker had ruined that, too. Archie had thought he was starting to see the real problem. Smacker had been a thord in the Illagers' collective side for far too long. Walda waffled. Well, you can't do better among Illagers, at least. Archie gave Walda a consenting pat on the arm. We need to do better, and we will. With that, he turned and raised his staff. The undead mobs all stared at it, as if they were aware he could kill any of them with it in an instant. Remain here, he ordered them. Protect the entrance to the keep. He had no idea if any of them really understood anything he was saying. The orb demanded their attention, though, and got it. Uncertain if they would obey him without its direct threat still pointed at them, he turned and led Walda across the drawbridge and back into High Block Keep. Halfway across the bridge, he turned around to see the husks and skeletons milling about there. They might not have been following his orders enthusiastically but he'd never really been able to understand what motivated them in the first place. I cannot wait to see the look on the others' faces, Walda said as they walked into the keep. They're going to be even more shocked than I was. I take it they haven't been behaving themselves, Archie said. Our illagers require a strong hand. Walda tried to ignore the jab at her leadership. Instead, She glanced over her shoulder at the undead mobs and asked Archie a nervous question. Are you sure they're not just going to invite themselves in? Archie hefted his staff. I have complete control over them. They won't hurt us. Not as long as I'm in charge. 
Waldo grunted with grudging respect. Yet another reason to leave your leadership unchallenged, then. Archie glared at her. Perhaps he'd been too lenient with her after all. Do you have designs on that? Me? Of course not. He didn't believe her for a second. The fact that she pointedly didn't speak for the rest of the Illagers, and not for Thord, particularly, did not escape Archie. The army you have assembled is still not enough. Archie had worried about that the entire way back to High Block Keep. The Illagers hadn't been enough to help him take the village, or to protect him from the undead army, which, now that he thought about it, had clearly followed them to the village and waited until the worst moment to attack, just so the Nameless One could get Archie alone. Now that he had the Nameless One as an ally, he shouldn't have to worry about the trouble from that quarter in the future, bearing a terrible betrayal. Sure, a roaming cluster of undead mobs might randomly attack, but they wouldn't have enough force behind them to be a real threat. The undead were never a real threat. It's the heroes you need to worry about the most. That made sense. The undead had certainly disrupted the attack on the village, but once again, it had been Smacker who'd started turning everything wrong. There are others, too. Archie groaned inwardly. Smacker had been the only hero in the village that night that attacked, but now the Illagers had failed in their first attempt. They might not find the place so poorly defended in the future. At the very least, Archie and his army might have to contend with beefed-up defensives. But there was also a good chance that the villagers would beg every hero in the land, and maybe even beyond, to come to their aid. That was the last thing Archie needed. He'd thought that his redstone golems might be enough to handle this hero problem, but that hadn't been the case. Smacker had dismantled the first redstone golem he ran into like it was little more than a pile of rocks. Bringing the undead along to attack the village would help, but the heroes would still make a quick work of them if Archie couldn't stop them directly. Would having more redstone golems help? It would be a good start for sure. None of the villagers, or even their iron golems, could stand up against the creatures, if Smacker's success against the first one was any indication, though, Archie would need dozens of them to be sure they could prevail against even a handful of heroes. You cannot wait forever to build your army. If you do, the heroes will find their way here and take care of you before you can muster enough strength to attack them. Archie had no idea what he could do pre to prevent that from happening. Their loss at the village had set certain wheels in motion, and he didn't know how to stop them. Perhaps there was a way to get them pointed in a different direction, at least. You need more muscle. Something that can equal the heroes in might. Archie stared at the Orb of Dominance. Wasn't this powerful artifact supposed to be the thing that gave him the edge he needed? Maybe it wasn't as omnipotent as he'd hoped. He supposed he couldn't feel bad about that, though. 
The orb had hauled him up from the most miserable point of his life and given him more power than he'd ever dreamed of wielding. He couldn't be disappointed because it didn't hand him the entire land on the platter. He would just have to take the tools it had given him and work for it. There was more you might be able to do with the power of the fiery forge. That idea intrigued Archie. The forge had already given him the redstone golems. What other powerful aid might it be able to supply? Besides which, Archie needed to visit the fiery forge again to make even more redstone golems, to supplement his forces. After all, they weren't going to spring to life and wander off to High Block Keep on their own. Before he'd headed out, though, he'd had a few other things to do. He decided to head to the Obsidian Pinnacle and at least check up on the place. Archie dismissed Walda and then started climbing toward the top of the Obsidian Pinnacle. He met a few other illagers along the way, each of them working on different tasks to which Walda presumably had set them. To a person, they greeted him with shocked delight. Apparently, to them at least, he was immortal. As he climbed, his legends grew. Archie's thoughts wandered toward what he might do to improve his forces. And one idea kept coming back to him over and over again. If the Redstone's golems weren't powerful enough, Perhaps the answer wasn't to make more of them. Instead, what if he made something bigger? That's it, exactly. An image of a gigantic creature sprang into his mind. Something like a redstone golem, but much larger. It would require a bigger mold and much more diamond and redstone. But if he could pull it off, if the orb could animate it, he thought it could be worth it. I like the way you think. Archie smiled at that, pleased with himself. If he wondered whether the idea had come with, from him or had been planted in his mind by the orb, it, he didn't let him bother him for more than an instant. By the time he reached the chair at the top of the pinnacle, he was feeling pretty good about himself and his illagers. He'd gone from being banished to becoming their champion. And that was a position he vowed he would never surrender. To his mind, the only one he had to worry about in that respect was Thord. But even thoughts of that bully couldn't bring him down at the moment. As he had done before, Archie set the Orb of Dominance's staff into the hole drilled in front of the chair, then sat down and peered into the shifting colors of the orb's glowing surface. The outside of the orb slowly shimmered away, and an image of the fiery forge, or at least the lava-drenched volcanoes that spilled into it, appeared before Archie. As before, he seemed to be watching from a bird's altitude, and it took him a moment to manage to maneuver his viewpoint down into the underground complex of caverns, where he could spot the fiery forge itself. He zoomed down into it and saw the golem mold there was filled with cooling redstone, 
The creature there was ready to be imbued with life. All it needed was some help from the orb. Archie realized then that he didn't see the redstone golem that he'd set to watch over the fiery fort. It should have been standing right next to its sibling-to-be, but it seemed to have wandered off. The little illager pulled his viewpoint back out again and scanned the cavern for the missing redstone golem. The other illagers he'd stationed there still remained, working away at their jobs as he'd ordered them. They were mining the walls, building tracks and carts to carry the precious ore about, and generally doing a fine job. He wondered if any of them had even heard that he was supposed to be dead. Probably they were unaware, or might have abandoned their posts. Had the redstone golem somehow figured that out and gone rogue? After many panicked moments of panning around and maneuvering his viewpoint throughout the cavern complex, Archie finally spotted what he was hunting for. The redstone golem had moved further into the cavern that housed the fiery forge, much deeper than Archie had ever ventured, and it had someone riding on its shoulders. As Archie zoomed in, he knew whom he would see there. And he was right. Thord stood, perched on the shoulders of the golem, which had apparently carried him to their current location. The golem seemed to be dragging a makeshift sled filled with diamond and redstone, a fortune in raw materials. And it was heading toward another exit from the place, one that Archie had never seen before. Thord was robbing the fiery forge. You need to defeat him, now. Archie had figured that out already. Thord was simply too much of a threat to his authority to be allowed to continue. The only question was whether Archie needed to march out of the fiery forge to take care of the task, or whether he could wait for Thord to return to High Block Keep instead. After all, Thor didn't know he was alive so it was possible that he could walk right back into Archie's grasp. But Archie was no longer in the mood to wait for that. Well, that is the end of chapter 20. And now, Archie is going to go and make a new kind of redstone golem that is much bigger and stronger. He also has an undead army and is planning to defeat Thord. I wonder how this is going to play out in the next chapter. But until then, I'm your host, Asher, and this is the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. <laughs>